oh my God, it translates. Oh my God, it translates. I've never moved like that. I've never felt like, you know, so easy. It was so fun. It was so fast. Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top podcast, where it's all about learning from the best minds in the sport so you can train smarter, stay healthy, and run faster now. And now your host, Tina Muir. Hello, this is Tina Muir. Thanks again for tuning in for the latest episode of the Runners Connect Run to the Top podcast. Now, I have a bit of a special episode for you today. And before you start thinking it, I've not been paid for this podcast. There's no kind of affiliation or anything to do with this. It's just something I came across and I found it really interesting, especially as so many runners have such a focus on their running form. And of course, you know, we as runners put so much time into making sure we stay injury free and we make sure we can do everything we can to be healthy. So I thought this would be a great podcast episode for us to kind of look into the true form runner. Now I'm not sure how many of you have heard of this before but um, I only came across it a few weeks ago and I found it absolutely fascinating. So I thought I would call up um, the one of the partners and the founders of the true form runner, uh, Jeff Vernon, and I talked to him for about 40 minutes about the true form. But it's not just about the true form, just about different aspects of running and how to, you know, learn feedback from your body. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. And if you have any feedback or if you would like to suggest any future guests or any future topics, then feel free to email me, tina at runnersconnect.net. So this is less of a formal interview uh, than usual and you know it's not so we don't dive into so many different topics as usual but I really just thought this would be interesting and I hope you're going to get a lot out of it. So let's meet Jeff. Welcome to the Run to the Top podcast Jeff. Thank you. Great to be with you today. I'm excited to learn more and uh, it was only a week ago that I actually even uh, knew you existed through a mutual friend Mark Cucuzella who we've had on the show before uh, but I didn't know anything about the true form runner so I'm sure people will be, uh, the eyes will be open today. So could you Tanik, tell us a little about uh, your journey to develop the true form? Uh, I know we're going to encourage listeners to go on uh, the show notes and check out a video or a link to your website which will show a video but if you could kind of give us a bit of a story about what it is and your journey to develop it and how that came about. So the True Form Runner has been around for several years. Uh, my partner uh, Brian developed and manufactured it with the intention of creating a platform that would work really well for running on a motorless treadmill and that non-motorized treadmills uh, have been around for hundreds of years and it wasn't until they started adding motors to it that, that really the concept of the, of the treadmill changed. Um, ours is uh, certainly more akin to a treadmill from 200 years ago than, um, or 100 years ago than, than what you would see in a typical gym today. So really what was relevant for me is that I was walking through uh, Brian's uh, manufacturing plant and he had one or part of one, just the base, um, sitting on the, on the floor. And I got on and started running on it. And I said, oh, you know, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, you know, relatively big guy, uh, 6'4", 270. And uh, um, I can't run on it. And I have a, an ankle that doesn't have any uh, dorsiflexion. It doesn't bend or, or any cartilage in it. So I can't run on a motorized treadmill in a gym in a, with a normal uh, gait and have to modify it. And even then, it looks like I'm fighting the treadmill as it bounces across the floor. So. Um, I said, you know, this is amazing. I, I, I've never been able to run on a treadmill. And, and they were really positioning the marketplace as sort of a green treadmill um, 
uh, that you know didn't require electricity, didn't give off any uh, any electromagnetic you know radiation. So anyway, it was another woman that was with us, and uh, and she was a runner. She was running a half marathon in a in a couple of weeks, and she was you know quote unquote the runner in the group, uh, and, and she jumped on and and it wouldn't go. So I was, I, I started, you know, coaching, you know, you know, run like this, do that. And all in retrospect, horrible running coaching cues um, from somebody that really knew nothing apart from what worked for me. And, uh, but, it, you know, she was able to start going and, and, um, you know, I said, Hey, you know, you should train running with this. Uh, you know, forget about the green thing. That's just a benefit. What's really important is that you can't run wrong on this. Look, uh, she, you know, she has to run properly. And, you know, that opened up a dialogue which uh, led to a, uh, uh, a conversation with a friend of mine who's the, uh, uh, always has been into natural running, uh, national accounts manager for ultra footwear, actually I think national sales manager. And, uh, you know, he, he was, he came over to my house one day and, uh, as he was traveling through town and he got on it and I, you know, I said, Hey, you know, I'm right, right. This, you have to run properly on this. And he's, you know, everything we teach in our curriculum is applicable here, you know, but I'm not, you know, quote unquote, you know, running expert. And, uh, I said, well, you know, who is, who's the guy that is, you know, and, uh, and he said, well, you know, this guy down in West Virginia, Dr. Marco Cozella. And, um, so we emailed a picture, a video actually of Brian running on into my kitchen and, um, Mark, uh, emailed it to Mark and he said he wanted to see it. And, uh, a couple of days later was down there within the back of my truck. And, um, I think we shot our first 10 training videos because I, you know, I said, you know, the thing that's awesome about the treadmill is that you have to run properly. The thing that isn't awesome about it is that most people don't run properly. So how do I, how do I transition them to, you know, to do this without, you know, having this, you know, medical you know diagnosis and, you know, all this, you know, crap in people's heads. And um, so anyway, he just, we did a really basic one, two, three run principle that he's been teaching for a long time. And, you know, the treadmill, the feedback from the treadmill helps people, you know, work through that. So, um, uh, that was the beginning of it. And that was, uh, probably almost two years ago. And, um, we spent our first uh, six months, um, meeting with experts, creating content, uh, creating training content and, you know, really getting to know a lot of different people in the different fitness verticals. And we started selling, uh, selling them about a year and a half ago. And, uh, here we are. And have they been doing well so far? Uh, yeah, incredibly, incredibly well. Good, good. Um, we're, uh, we're and hard it, to keep up with production. Oh, that's that's always a good a good problem to have. And um, one thing I wanted to kind of point out is, even though you, you know you mentioned about having training videos and you know Mark coming down and kind of teaching people how to run, um, I did watch the uh, True Form Runner University. I think that's the name mm-hmm. of the website. Um, I'll put a link to it on the show notes and everything we talk about today at runnersconnect.net forward slash rc seventy six. Um, but yeah, on that on that video uh, on that university uh, website thing, um, it said about uh, it showed Mark demonstrating how to use it, and I thought you know going into that video, I thought, geez, that's complicated. If you have to be taught how to use it, but it took him maybe thirty seconds to show someone how to run correctly, and right. then once they were on it, it was you know great, and it, it was interesting seeing him you know say. Okay, now try overstride, and now try you know put your arms out in front, and all these little, like you said, the mechanical um, problems that people have, you can't do on this treadmill. So I just found that really interesting that you know it's this wasn't like you need training to use it, and you just need to spend you know ten thousand hours before you use it right. Like you said, you 
it's it's immediate. You can't run run badly on it. Well, I, I mean, obviously, you, you know, there are you you could still have negative attributes. You know, say just because it. you're yeah. running on it, that you know that you're uh, you know ready for the Olympics. But the most important thing is for people to have an open mind um, and be willing to accept the feedback from the machine as opposed to making the, the true form runner um, respond to them okay. and ex- accept that, um, uh, that they're, that they're, you know, perhaps is a better way to move than how they currently move, regardless of what their PRs are or, um, what, what things that they've had go wrong or whatever shoes that they are wearing or, or, you know, whatever, whatever their position is being open to learn is, is the most important thing. And if people are willing to do that within, Literally within a few steps, you can um, you can make changes that are aha moments um, for people at all levels. I you know I've had uh, absolute top level triathletes, um, you know, all the way down to people that say, you know, I haven't been able to to run or even to walk um, for whatever period of time, um, and this is the first time that I felt good doing it, and uh, everybody in between. So it, it really provides people a, a unique response uh, to to their to their body position. So how was that for you? You said, you know, you'd never been able to really run on a treadmill. You have, you know, you had a problem with your fused ankle and how, how did that feel for you at that moment? I'm just thinking of other people listening right now who may be thinking about <laughs> running, like what it felt like. Uh, well, you know, t- to me, it was, um, you know, it was really my, you know, it was uh, totally, you know, mind blowing. I, you know, to, to have something that, responded to the way that I moved it. And I could feel that I was even, you know, making a a bunch of, uh, so, so I had a, an ankle, I had an accident, um, geez, 20 years ago now. And I, I lost, um, basically all dorsiflexion in my ankle and I don't have any cartilage and I tore all the soft tissue off. And, um, you know, that led to years of, uh, of, uh, stability boots and, uh, uh, orthotic type, mm-hmm. uh, inserts and shoes that were supposed to give me more stability, stability, stability. And all I had was, uh, a giant swollen ankle, um, and a lot of pain, which made it so that, um, obviously the more that I moved, the less that I wanted to, because it just led to more pain. So, um, I had always uh, been an athlete, um, through college and, um, you know, just changed my lifestyle. I became uh, sedentary really. Uh, then I, I, uh, you know, on a whim, uh, tried five fingers to, you know, go the totally opposite direction, maybe six, seven years ago now. And, um, you know, immediately felt different. And two hours later, I felt different and, um, and, you know, sort of moved me toward minimal shoes, which, uh, then got me, uh, moving again, moving in the gym. You know, I, I, I like sports. Uh, so I, I started to, uh, try to run a little bit, um, in them and that worked out and, you know, found that, you know, for me, less support meant that, uh, I moved better. Um, it helped move the, the, the activity in my lower leg, helped move the fluid out of my ankle. I have the least amount of swelling that I've ever had the, the more that, the more that I use it. And, um, you know, I'd have found other compensations for my ankle, working on trying to get more movement in my foot, thinking about the way that I stand, the way that, the way that, uh, I move around it, you know, at 270, um, it's a lot of impact mm-hmm. when, I, when I come down. Um, and I run, you know, and I and I'm not a delicate guy even at that. So I have a a, a lot of force. Uh, almost a thousand pounds comes down on my right side every time I land. So I I need to think about dissipating that um, in other areas of my body, not just in a 
a knee or a hip. So, um, you know, true form runner, uh, really has, has continued that awareness for me. And, you know, of course led to an incredible education as I'm trying to help others. Yeah. Yeah. So. And just before we kind of move on, I want you to kind of describe a little more what it is just for, I'm sure some listeners are still kind of imagining a treadmill and kind of thinking, you know, how is this different from, you know, um, one of the woodway ones or just, a any other, like, uh, treadmill without a motor like how is this different so well they're they're really um so it's it's totally different than a motorized treadmill right a curved running surface uh as close to a, a frictionless um, running surface with bearings that we can provide. I just want to, sorry, I just want to pause you. When you, when he says like a, um, a curved surface, it's almost literally like a bowl, uh, kind of yeah. like there's a, there's a middle bit, which is where you tend to run. And then it's, it's like curved up at the front. So just, yeah, maybe like a leaf or a canoe yeah. or something. Okay. Like that, sorry. Right? I didn't mean so, to interrupt you, but I just wanted yeah, to no, thank explain you that for part. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you mentioned Woodway. So Woodway of course is known, for providing their, um, you know, really high end, uh, motorized treadmills. They also, um, make a non-motorized treadmill that's very similar to the true form, but theirs is much steeper, um, uh, curve. So the, so the bowl is, uh, you know, has taller sides and it also, uh, has a, uh, a flywheel and a, um, uh, a, a belt, a band, uh, that runs through it, a timing belt, I guess, that uh, provides inertia to the belt. So it makes the belt continue to move even if the user decelerates or even stops uh that their belt has has power driving behind it essentially as a result of this flywheel um so in addition to being steeper it also has this other power so there's gets going really quickly and doesn't decelerate like certainly nothing like ours does when you when you step on it um you can you can go from a sprint to a stop uh, very comfortably in four steps on a true form and that would never be possible. Uh, you'd, you'd have to jump off uh, if you were sprinting on on Woodway's models. So, when uh, we have another video, it shows it side by side uh, with somebody that has never been on either, and it was really fun to uh, to watch him uh, learn and feel um, both machines. Yeah, so. and I'll definitely put links to those on the show notes. Um, but can, so, could you kind of explain a little more about? We've talked about how it kind of teaches people to run correctly, like. How does it kind of go about that? How do you? How does running on this Trueform runner encourage you to run correctly? Well, I, you know, I think comparing it to a couple of other things um, maybe is the is the best way to try to get a you know a more global understanding of of what it's like. And I, you know, I like to say that the difference of running on the Trueform is like the difference of standing on a on a Bosu ball or a balance board or something, where you know you can stand incorrectly, you know, all day long. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can make compensations and you can slouch, you can put one hip up, one down, one knee up, one down, one foot on the other foot. And these, these compensations will allow you to get away with being an imbalance, you know, for as long as you want. And to some extent, uh, running outside, walking outside, uh, especially walking, right. You can walk in complete imbalance. You can run in complete imbalance until something breaks or you fatigue. And for some people that might be a really long time. Um, that you can't do that on the true form. And just like you can't stand wrong on a balance board or a, a BOSU ball, you know, you have to have, uh, your midline upright. You have to have an engaged posterior glutes and hams have to be firing. Your head has to be, or, you know, ought to be in a neutral position to make it easier for you. You can't be compromised at your waist. You can't be slouched over your, your 
scapula uh, wants to have your shoulders back and engaged when you're balancing, you know, on a BOSU ball or a, a balance board. And the same is true for, for the true form. Uh, the true form is reminding your body through its cues that, you know, like I said, you know, scapula back and engaged, head upright, neutral position, tight core, uh, engaged glutes and hamstrings is a, is where you want to be. And if you get an, if you become an imbalance, if you're imbalanced backwards, then it'll take you to the back of the belt and it'll stop. And if you're imbalanced going forward, uh, it'll start to run sort of like a hamster wheel and you'll have to, you'll have to stand up and move your balance back. And I, you know, another, another thing that, um, I, I don't know if it may have been Dr. Mark that said it, but, uh, I think it was, um, that it's a, it's, it's kind of like a, um, like when a training driver or a training golf club, um, where, you know, if, if your body is in the right spot and you're moving, um, efficiently and in a, in a balanced to quality way, the club stays straight. If one part of your movement, uh, starts to dominate and you become an, in imbalance, the club breaks. In, in some ways, the, you know, the true form is a, is a, tr- is a running trainer or a movement walking trainer, just like that golf club it, where you can just feel it. You don't have to be getting, uh, you know, tons of cues and, and getting a crazy head trying to fix your golf swing. You can just pick this club up and swing it. And if it stays together, you're in good shape. If it doesn't, you have to make an adjustment. <laughs> I didn't know about that, but that's interesting. And, and I yeah. like the analogy there. I think that makes it easier to kind of understand, um, how it works and, you know, how it keeps you in the right balance of how you should be running. So, and, and, yeah. well, then, so. and d- d- downstream from the body position, um, is the actual movement. Um, if you want to try to overpower the, the, the true form, it, you will fatigue really quickly. Um, begin to, if you run elastically, which is sort of our term, well, you know, anybody's term for sort of a higher, uh, leg lift, tanning the soles of your shoes, a high pull, you know, a, a, you know, sort of a big kick, you know, with you, if you pull your leg up, you load, you know, the, the muscles and, and soft tissue on the, on the anterior side and your, especially in your hip area. And, uh, and then that elastically moves your leg forward. If you pull your leg up using your glutes and hands and you let your front part of your body, uh, snap your leg back down effectively and you lean forward a little bit, that's pretty easy quality movement. And that's the way that, you know, people talk about Kenyans or whatever, but if you, most of them run like that and, um, and it looks effortless. And the reason that it looks effortless is because it's less effort <laughs> than, than lumbering, uh, than lumbering along like a, like a line, like a lineman. Mm-hmm. So. And it also, he talked about, uh, in that video I watched, uh, about how to run on it. Uh, Dr. Mark also talked about how, you know, you, you can use, uh, the sound as feedback, like, you know, it should sound relatively quiet if you're doing it correctly. Whereas if you're, you know, thudding along, then um, you've kind of got that as a as a feedback mechanism. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's just a, it has to do with it has to do with whether you're uh, pushing your leg forward or allowing it to um, just come back down. And you know, one of the terms that we're using and teach people to run more efficiently on especially you know, they, they should be, you know, ninja quiet. You shouldn't hear them um, running on it. You shouldn't hear a, any feedback from the, from the machine. It's a relatively quiet environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you could, you could uh, put it in direct contrast to a motorized treadmill and the slapping that you hear as somebody's foot is, is slapping down. 
which is because all of everything I just described is an exact opposite play on a motorized treadmill. Um, you're, you're, you're recruiting, uh, your swaz and, and, you know, hip flexors are all engaged to drag your leg forward so that it can be slammed uh, down into the moving belt, which then drags your leg back again, um, deactivating your posterior. Mm-hmm. And you can hear that, it, you know, the, the sound of the motor uh, going wee, 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 as somebody's running, their feet slapping down, the pounding, the, the bouncing of the machine from side to side is the exact opposite uh, quality of movement that we're looking for when you're running on the true form. Then... Uh, the next extension from that is, is once you're running in an efficient and quality position on true form and you go to run outside, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't tell you we have the best reaction of people that have run for five minutes on the true form and they go run outside and they run back in and they go, you know, Oh my God, it translates. Oh my God, it translates. I've never moved like that. I've never felt like, you know, so easy. It was so fun. It was so fast. Um, that's because for the same amount of effort, um, they're getting, you know, free, free energy. Uh, from from the the changes they've made in the way that they move. So, but then uh, the, you know the next problem is, is if you can't move like that or you can't move like that for very long, why? And um, you know people are able to do self assessment. Certainly, professional people can quite easily do um, part of their assessment on the true form, and you're able to see very quickly um, deficiencies in posterior uh, strength. You know, glutes that aren't strong enough hamstrings aren't strong enough, especially glutes, uh, because they're not able to stay erect. They can't stay upright. They, they depend. And, um, any running deficiencies, any mobility issues, any strength issues that you have, um, become, uh, readily evident on the true form. Um, just because it's, you know, like I said, it's not standing on, on hard ground. You're standing on a BOSU ball. You have to be balanced. So if someone, you know, say someone had, you know, bad running form and they were ran on the true form for, let's say an hour, you said about, you know, the muscles was, would fatigue, <laughs> would, what, what, I'm just trying to imagine here, what would happen? Like, if you did try to do that, would you, would you it be kind of like burning sensation, like a tiredness well, in the muscles I- or what would it be? First of all, I, you know, nobody with very bad form would ever be able to run on the true form for an hour. Like what would be the... You'd be working way too hard okay. um, to get there. And so, you know, our studies um, have shown that, you know, for an elite runner that, that have not, not elite in terms of speed, but elite in terms of efficiency, um, certainly you could have a very efficient 10-minute runner and you could have a really inefficient five-minute runner, um, mile pace, and, and just be, you know that be a function of, of what they were given to work with. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big guy, uh, who's happens to be really strong. Uh, the quality of my lift, my lifts, like my Olympic lifts is abysmal. It's a, it's embarrassing. <laughs> you can't really recognize what Olympic lifts I'm trying to do, but that doesn't preclude me from getting a fair amount of weight up. It's, I can only move that weight because I'm strong, not because my quality of movement is, is good. There are people uh, half my size that lift more than I do in Olympic movements because their quality of movement is so much better than mine. So at running is exactly the same thing. You can have somebody who's a really efficient 10-minute runner and you can have somebody who's a really inefficient 5-minute runner and just, at the, you know, maybe they were given a gift. But an inefficient 5-minute runner hopping on the true form for an hour is, you know, they'll, they'll find out very quickly where they're having trouble because, uh, it, you know, they, they will be, they'll be fatigued, exhausted, uh, in whatever their deficiency is. And they won't be allowed, um, in most cases to work around it like they can outside. Uh, so, you know, you can't, 
you know, for instance, you know, you can't be a, a, a quad dominant uh, plotter, uh, you know, on the true form. Just won't, won't let you do it. So if you don't have glutes that are that are uh, strong enough to to hold you upright, and you don't have a core that's strong enough to hold you upright, then somewhere else will suffer, and you'll end up working an awful lot harder. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, and I, it's just making me think, you know, about um, our inefficiencies and how we spend so much time trying to figure them out. But like you said, your body finds a way of um, kind of compensating it. It's always going to find, you know, that weakest link. But with the feedback you get from the true form runner, it's almost as if, you know, you you can find out once and for all where that source of your weakness is coming from, work on that, and then, you know, you can get the, the skills you need to be efficient. So it seems like it'd be a good thing to... Um, you know, check back with every now and again. And I like that you said you don't have to, uh, you know, spend an hour on it. Like you said, you could do five minutes on it and then go outside. Do you, do you find a lot of people do that? Just use it as like a, almost a warm up. Um, you know, you've described, uh, you know, Dr. Mark perfectly there. Um, you know, this is a guy, you know, that, that loves trail runs, loves long runs, loves being outside. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, for, for some duration, loves to run barefoot. Um, you're not going to find a guy like that inside uh, running on a, you know, call it what it is, a treadmill anymore um, you know, than you'd expect, right, regardless of how good it is. Um, but, but he likes to, what he says, sober up on it. He likes to start on it and he likes to end on it just for, even for a couple of minutes, just especially at the end of, for Mark, at the end of his run, um, get on, take his shoes off, run on there and find out, you know, if where there's an impingement, find out where there's a deficiency, find out that, you know, his right side got fatigued. Oh, well, you know, I just drove in my car for six hours yesterday. You know, maybe that's what happened. You know, it tightened up my, you know, my right hip. You know, that kind of self-awareness for a high-level person um, can be readily ev- evident in a couple of minutes after a run on the true form. You know, but most people, if they decide they're going to run on the true form, you know, they incorporate it into their workout or they run on it. Uh, you know, a lot of people will do, you know, Tabata stuff, interval stuff, uh, circuit stuff on there. Um, it's been really well regarded by CrossFit. So, you know, obviously that, that's a more of a CrossFit style workout to do something like that or even run a mile and then go do a workout. Uh, and then we have, uh, we actually have a few elite people that train on it um, that have found that once a week is all that they can handle. And if they do a really hard workout on it, whether it's, um, whether it's interval speed work or whether it's uh, a, a, just a really long um, endurance run, um, it works their mind and their body so hard that they can't do it again during the week. That's it. You know, they're, they're one and done. And then they, they use it. Um, a lot of times we'll see folks, you know, posting on social media that they, you know, they're, you'll see them with their shoes off walking on it after, after a run, after a bike, just to, you know, wind down in a quality position, you know, sort of mm-hmm. than slumping down on the couch and, in uh, you know, letting uh, letting your body start to uh, you know think that that's a, a good way to work around your pain or or your recovery to get to get up on the true form walk, having to be upright, having to breathe. You know, die you know diaphragm breathing is is uh, you know the easiest way to breathe on the true form because you're you know you're upright, you're uh, that whole um, midline is extended and opened up, so you know, that's, that's how folks will use it. And, you know, you know, I think it's, you know, again, for people that lift, 
it's a lot like, uh, you know, it's a lot like your heavy, your heavy leg day or something. You know, if you, if you're doing a max squat or a max deadlift, you know, you don't go then hit deadlift two days later. You, you can't even, you can't even begin to think about doing that. And that's what, for these guys that are, that are, you know, really crushing themselves for, you know, an hour, two hours, working really hard on the true form, find that they can't go back to it, you know, for, for seven days, their, their body. And man, like I said, and their mind can't handle it. Really? Wow. That's interesting. Yep. And so I'm guessing that, you know, speed isn't really an issue. You can run as fast as your legs will possibly carry you. Well, you can run as fast as your, um, you can maintain good uh, form. Your, 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 <laughs> as long as you can maintain it. Yeah. Somebody that, you know, you know, tweeted the other day, you know, that, you know, something's wrong with the true form because he can't run 18 miles an hour. You know, I've seen lots of people run 18 miles an hour that have never been on it before, <laughs> uh, but they just happen to be flying in a really good quality position. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, unfortunately for this guy, I'm not sure what his limitation is, but uh, whether it's uh, speed or form or, or both, you know, you, you can't just dial it up, take six steps and then jump off to the mm-hmm. side. You, you have to you know, you have to be able to, to hold yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which actually, I know this is completely different, but it, you just kind of reminded me of, I don't know if you know this, but, um, or for anyone listening, they, uh, I, one of the marathons in the last year, they put um, a treadmill out um, that was set to, um, I can't, I think it was Ryan Hall, uh, who, mm-hmm. his, um, his marathon pace, and they had people try and run on it. Uh, for as long as they possibly could, you know, people falling off all over the place and just, you know, they couldn't do it and they just like, couldn't wrap their minds around it. But, you know, it's, that's not your, it, it's not, it's not that uh, something is wrong with Ryan Hall or whatever it was. Like it, it just, they, their bodies couldn't physically run that fast. So it's just as, right. I know that's not, you know, obviously what it is, but you just kind of reminded me of that when I was just envisioning the same kind of thing that, like you said, you can't just jump off. Like you either, you can either do it or you can't. Um, it's right. your limitations. Yeah, yeah. Which is di- di- different than those um, than those running, and I've seen those uh, competitions at you know at shows and stuff like that. And you know, they, they the people are in a sling, and then when they get shot <laughs> off the back, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> they just they float away. And it's probably as much fun as uh, you know trying to keep your feet moving. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and then I saw um, that you do have like a uh, you can put like a grass or a track surface on there. Yeah, so we we came up um, uh, with the the idea to use um, turf. You know, this is a whole you know another ends up being a really nerdy conversation. But you know, it absolutely you know fries me to see these guys, uh, professional athletes on the on the sidelines, and college athletes riding bikes. You know, activating their quads, uh, firing up uh, uh, their their hips and and so as. And then going in and sprinting down the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these guys are, you know, elite runners and, and quality quality movers. Um, they're not running with their quads. They're running with their hamstrings and, and glutes. And you see all these guys go down, you know, with with the, pulling their hamstrings mm-hmm. as they as they run down the field. It's not because, you know, they're, they've got weak hamstrings. And, you know, I'm sure they all deadlift over 600 pounds. They, they just, uh, they don't have them activated. And, you know, they're, if they're sitting on the sideline or they're, or they're riding a bike. Um, it just seems stupid to me. So, um, so we developed a, um, uh, a true form that has, uh, uh, artificial turf and, you know, you can, you can run on it in your, um, uh, in your cleats, in your, in your field cleats, um, spikes that are, that are metal or, um, or formed plastic. And, uh, 
um, you know, and, and because the true form is not motorized, right? You literally just wheel it in place like a wheelbarrow. You set it down and, and you can sit and jog on it. Um, and that was the impetus for it. Um, and, uh, that, that's actually, uh, we're, we're still, uh, working that concept, mm-hmm. um, doing some studies on it now. But I, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's super obvious, right? Take a look at, uh, a triathlete after they get off of a bike and watch them try to run, uh, their, their body, their mind, uh, will not allow their body will not allow their mind to let them run. Yeah. It's just not out that way. Uh, they have to unmap it before they can begin to run. I mean, sure they're fatigued, but the reason they can't run and that they, they're moving like they're drunk is because their body, uh, can't figure out how to, how to get the other group of muscles, the backside moving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so why on earth, if you see somebody doing that, would that be what you do uh, before you go a sprint 100 yards uh, down a field? <laughs> it is sense to me. But what we found is um, that uh, a couple of things is, is people really like um, the feeling of running barefoot that aren't barefoot people. Um, they like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. They like the perception that happens at their feet. Um, and they're using the, the true form of turf that way. We're also finding people, and it's sort of anti what we teach, but uh, that that it that it you know of course it has a little more cushion, like walking on, like walking on turf, but with more cushion comes instability. So you know typically when we we're working with uh, somebody that's in the population that wants more cushion, the last thing that that person needs is less stability. But uh, but we do have people buy it because they they like the way that it feels um, in that way. Okay, huh. interesting. And um, so the other day. Uh Jeff, you and I were talking about um, on the phone uh, to our listeners. We had a little conversation the other day about this, um, and we were talking about how um, you know it's been a lot of uh, CrossFitters. I don't know if you call if that's the word CrossFitters or CrossFit gyms have kind of just got it, um, but runners kind of are taking a bit more persuading and not taking to it as quickly as they should be, which is very surprising considering. You know, almost every runner I talk to will mention their running form within a minute of me talking to them. So you would think that runners would jump straight on it because it's, you know, going to fix your running form and you're going to make sure that you run correctly. But do you have any theories on why runners are kind of being a bit stubborn with it, I guess? Um, or is it awareness? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, th- I think it's a function of of the of the source. You know, I, I think, I've you know, I mentioned or you mentioned that, you know, hey, you know, CrossFit's really well received the true form. You guys have done well, um, you know, in that group. And, you know, really, I I mentioned to you, you know, we approached everybody at the same time um, and just said, you know, hey, here's our, you know, here's our, uh, you know, here's our treadmill. What do you you think? Um, Because at that point, it was it was so new that telling people what it was, um, if you alienated them right away, you close their mind down. Right. So we just approached the, you know, we approached these thought leaders in each of the different, uh, fitness verticals. And so what do you think? And CrossFit immediately, um, at its highest level, uh, at the highest level in CrossFit got it and said, you know what? I love this. Uh, CrossFitters don't like to run and this punishes bad running form. So this, you know, this will make, you know, people think running sucks now, wait till they get on this and they'll have to pay attention to running and it will be important to them because they can't find a way around it if they have to compete on it. From a competition standpoint, it solves a problem they have in their venues. They think that running is an important part of fitness. Um, They're talking about the, you know, who is the fittest 
um, not who's the the strongest or who lifts the most, right? It's it's all elements of fitness, and obviously running is a huge cornerstone of that, and it gives them now the ability to evaluate running, uh, fitness and um, efficiency and strength um, in their within their competition venue, and they can include it as part of their workout. So you know, to that end, uh, and you know, I, I think you know they're. Daily, there's a, a conversation in in every CrossFit gym about training, and you know this obviously lends itself well to that. Um, running, I think runners want to be fixed. Like, what's wrong with me? Fix it, but don't change anything, right? Oh no, I, these are my shoes. You know, I, these are the only shoes that work for me. Well, maybe the maybe the shoes which help you, you know, compensate for your deficiency. Um, is what's limiting you from getting better, right? Well, but the conversation with a runner is they don't want to change their shoes. They just want you to fix the problem. Well, maybe that's part of the problem. And that's, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the nut that's been so hard for people, I think, for anybody to crack in the running world. Um, and that's really what we're hoping to do through, through the feedback from the true form, the perception, understanding what it feels like to move well. I, you know, I don't, I don't need to convince somebody. I've, I had never had anybody that got on the true form that started and, and changed the way that they ran that then said, uh, yeah, but my old way was better. And you must come into that with, with coaching and, and run form discussion all the time. Try this. Yeah, that's fine. But my way is better. You know, the, to me, to me that the true form is a loaded barbell. It's um, it is, it, it is evidence in itself, right? If, if you have a barbell and it's sitting on the ground, there's 400 pounds on it. You can either pick it up or you can't. And if you couldn't pick it up previously and you can pick it up now, then whatever change you made at least made it possible you so you can lift it. doesn't mean that the, that the form changes any better, but probably was. Likewise, with the true form, if you're having a hard time moving it and you make the change and it moves better, you can feel it. You know, oh, my God, that was so much easier. I, I can't I can't believe how much easier this is. Oh, my God, this is so much easier is, is what you hear. And and, you know, I never thought I could move like that. And, and, um, so it's, a it's something that if people are willing to try it, they, they can, they get a sense for it and, uh, you know, and it can make big changes for them. And, and the people that are competing, um, are the ones that have been most receptive because they're looking for an advantage. We hope to have a really good showing with a couple of athletes, um, who, uh, running was certainly not their strongest piece. I don't want to say that they struggled with it, but it was, um, you know, not what they were doing. And I got an email the other day and, you know, oh my God, I passed five people on my run to take the lead in, in Ironman. And, um, I've never passed anybody before, uh, to take a lead on a oh, run, uh, swim and bike. Absolutely. But never, never on the run. And I passed five people to do it. And ultimately she wasn't able to hold on in the, in the last, um, uh, kilometer and a half got passed, but, uh, but, it, but it was, a you know, talk about a PR, right? I mean, you know, in addition to taking several minutes, I think I 15 minutes off of that previous um, uh, Ironman's time you know, on just on just on the marathon, you know, she, she passed people. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, when people start to see that kind of success and, and, you know, running without pain yeah. that, uh, that, you know, then the running and try world will, will uh, be more quickly uh, embracing true form. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then um, what about like, could someone get it and use it as like a walking desk? Like we hear how bad, you know, sitting oh, and yeah. standing are for us, but that, if that keeps you in the good upright position, like 
Could it be used for a walking desk? It actually is used for a walking desk. Uh, you know, um, fitness guru guy, uh, Ben Greenfield oh, actually, really? uh, yeah, had us, had us say, he called me, he saw it, uh, had me modify one that he bought. Um, and he gave me the specs of his desk and, uh, um, cause he wanted to get rid of the, the motorized treadmill that he had under it and he got true form. And, um, so we actually have, uh, the Ben, Ben Greenfield walking desk oh, now. That's awesome. huh. Um, and, um, you know, it, you know, it's, so people are going to go, oh, that's a great idea. And then look at it and they say it's $6,000. That's crazy. And you know, it's true. It's, 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 uh, I think the walking desk is, is, uh, a little less than that, but you know, it's it, obviously as a walking desk at that, at that price point, it's not for everybody, but, uh, um, we sell quite a few as walking desks and, uh, more than, more than you'd think. Huh. And so you, that was going to be my next question. The walking desk is 6,000. And what about for the other, like the regular models or what kind of costs can people expect? I, I think the, the, the walking desk, I think is, uh, I, I'm not sure, uh, to say it out loud, but I think it's around 5,700 and, and the, and the true form is six grand. Okay. Okay. Uh, which, you know, as a, as a treadmill price point is, uh, low to mid, uh, pricing for a commercial, a real commercial treadmill. I mean, not one that says it's commercial, but one that you'd find in a, in a commercial gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's that it's, well, it's beyond that quality. It's way better quality than a, than a typical commercial treadmill. So, you know, we, we're, hoping that, you know, people that, that aren't wanting to, or able to spend that, you know, on their own will go to their, go to their gym or, or join a gym that they never would ever have joined a gym because they don't run inside. They don't run a treadmill. So they, they join the, the gym to be on the true form. So yeah, so. that was going to be what I was going to ask. So yeah, I know on your website, which again, I'll put a link to on the show notes at runnersconnect.net forward slash RC76. And also I want to mention right now, the interview with Dr. Mark Cucuzella is runnersconnect.net forward slash rc65 but um so you have a list of locations on that website of yours of where people can find them so you know they can give them a try and see what they think but are you you're finding more and more gyms are starting to put them in so people you know have a good chance of finding one right now um the closer they are to the coast um the the much more dense yeah, east or west, okay. uh, either okay. coast. Uh, the, the more dense the, you know, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closer people are to cities, but uh, you know, they they are they are around. They're like I said, it's been only been a year and a half, mm-hmm. but uh, we're getting more and more density of you know a fair amount of uh, um, of our orders are our overseas orders, so really all over the world. Um, so okay, great. We're certainly getting there, and if your gym doesn't have one, uh, you know, bring it to their attention and. Um, hopefully we can change okay. that. And anyone listening right now who lives in Lexington, Kentucky and wants to uh, purchase one of these true forms for their gym, uh, please let me know because <laughs> <laughs> I have not tried it and I'm so interested to try it. But um, yeah, from right as of what I see right now, Kentucky does not have a true form anywhere. So I'm gonna... it, uh, I have a few that have them privately. I looked after oh, we really? talked together. Yeah, I'm going to have to make friends have, with them so I can have a go. I don't have any gyms. Um, <laughs> in your in your area that happened <laughs> okay um all right well i think that's uh pretty much um the, all the questions i had um just one more thing which i always ask guests if you could uh give me one word to describe what you would like to become accomplish or achieve what would it be and why oh one word mm-hmm. um I, uh, when i i want when people uh, I, I, 
I'll cheat and do two words. Um, but when people think running form, um, we want them to think true form. We, we want to become, um, analogous with, with, uh, with running form and running training. And, you know, I don't think that anybody has, uh, managed to do that space. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly nobody has the tool anywhere close. Uh, nobody even has a tool, uh, to, to evaluate that, um, you know, outside of, uh, accelerometers and, you know, uh, pretty, uh, pretty high tech lab stuff. And even then breaking it down isn't all that simple. Um, you can't just feel it. And, um, so when people think running form, running, running exercise, running classes, uh, we want, we want true form to be what comes okay, to mind. Good. All right. Great. Um, well, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I thought this would be, uh, informational and helpful, um, podcast for the listeners. And I think everyone's going to really enjoy it and be their eyes opened up to it. So thank you so much for your time. And, uh, I look forward to seeing them pop up more around the country. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it was, uh, it was fun talking about it. Thank you. Pretty interesting, huh? See, now I'm trying to find out where I can possibly go try one because that sounds like so much fun. Well, maybe not so much fun, but it sounds like it would just be such a good idea to really see where you're at. And come on, you have to admit, I know I am. You must be curious about how your form is. How long could you last? Although it makes me wonder that the stubbornness in me would keep trying to go longer and longer just to prove a point. But that's beside the point. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast episode and make sure you do check out the True Form Runner and I really would encourage you to watch that video that we talked about or even any of the videos because it's really, really exciting to watch and I really think it's going to change things for the future. If you have any suggestions, I would love if you could email me, tina at runnersconnect.net and if you could, I would love if you could leave a review on iTunes. The more reviews you give me and the more subscribers I get to the podcast gives me higher numbers which I can give future guests so then they're more likely to come on the show. So you're really helping me out if you do that. Until next episode, have a great week.